What is the premise of purpose? Why are we here? And how do some people make so much impact in their lifetime while others exist on autopilot? This is where we explore all things revolutionary in business, mindset, and your everyday life. I'm Anna Graybow, a spiritual coach and business mentor who helps you turn your passion into your livelihood. Check out my newest product, the Full Web Goddess Template, an opportunity for you to create your website and launch your business instantly in a beautiful and easy way. Just go to the-webgoddess.com to get started today. Also, if you use the coupon PURPOSE10, you will get 10% off. Today, we have Jackie Goddard, the founder and CEO of Power to Speak. She has over 25 years of experience working in and around the performing arts as an actor, director, producer, and teacher, facilitating acting and voice workshops. Now as a coach and speaker, she uses her actor's training and life experience to make leaders, solopreneurs, speakers, and authors excited about sharing their message and ideas so that they can use their voice and their story to impact, influence, and inspire their audience. For her podcast, Power to Speak, she talks to business owners, entrepreneurs, and authors about their journey to success and how creativity has played a part. Its aim is to impact, influence, and inspire those starting out. So welcome, Jackie. It's a pleasure to have you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Would you tell us what your purpose is? Well, I think, yes, my purpose is to be here for people that need a bit of a boost with their confidence, really. Um, I, I think that is my purpose. My purpose is to help people just step in front of an audience and feel comfortable and confident doing that because uh, apparently 73% of people are more afraid of speaking in public than they are of dying. Wow. Quite scary. So yes, I, I, I do enjoy getting people performance ready. So that's, that's kind of what my purpose is really. Beautiful. And I love performing as well, but how did that all start for you? When did you start getting on the stage? Well, I suppose we've got to go back to childhood, really. I mean, and I was I was never, well, apart from, you know, ballet classes and the end of term sort of uh, shows and stuff at school, I certainly didn't do anything professional until I was a, an adult. But it was something that I did in the playground at school with my friends. It was, you know, get them all together. And I had a fantastic teacher in one of the years that I was uh, in junior school. So around aged eight or nine, where she'd uh, let us put on a show at the end of the week. So that was me. I was director, star, writer, everything, costumes. Yeah. And then we used to perform to the rest of the class. Wow. And how did it affect you to be able to create these things and perform them? How did that shape you? Do you know, I don't really know. I don't, I, I suppose it's only in adulthood that I've kind of tied the two together. I know that I, at, by the time I got to 16, I knew I wanted to be an actor. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was put off by my careers teacher who basically said, that's, that's not a job. Yeah. Um, so how did it shape me? I think it just, it was already in me and I think where it where it comes from is the love of storytelling and coming from a family where you know you'd sit around and tell stories and and just an interest in in people and what motivates people 
And I think that kind of then led into telling stories through acting and, and bringing people together to do that. Perfect. And it seems like it might not be as straight a line from acting to now being a coach. So how did that get there? What happened in the middle? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, after my careers teacher sort of sneered and said, nah, not sure you really want to be an actor. What else can you do? I said, well, I'm not bad at art. And mm. so I went off to art school, which I loved, you know, there was nothing oh. wrong with that. I loved fashion. So I went from my art foundation course onto a fashion and textile course. I did work in the fashion industry as a designer for about five years, which over here on our sort of high street mm -hmm. with the, uh, the, sort of the very commercial end, I was designing for high street shops over here, like Topshop, River uh -huh. Island, H&M. I'm not sure if you, if you know oh, those, yeah. those stores. Um, but, but yeah, I, I didn't particularly enjoy it. Mm. I loved the more creative end of fashion and that's not it. <laughs> that when you're, wow. when you're designing uh, for price yes um, and I was I was required quite a lot to go to the designer shows and mm. rip off basically you know I, oh. I, I was expected to come back and reproduce what I'd seen on the catwalk which was not you know it wasn't why I was doing it so right. I left after about five years of wow. doing that and and transitioned so it was quite smoothly across to a friend of mine that was working in theatre in uh -huh. costume and wardrobe and so I went off to the Royal Shakespeare Company, which uh -huh. at that point was based at the Barbican Theatre in London. And I became a dresser. I was a dresser there for a couple of years before I went into wardrobe. And that was really, I don't know, I really found my niche. I found my tribe. I felt at home. I suddenly realized that, you know, the theatre is where I should have been all along. You know, yes. and here I was now, sort of my mid to late 20s. <laughs> Um, thinking, oh, why? You know, I really shouldn't have listened to that careers woman. I really shouldn't have. And so right. I ended up going to drama school in my late twenties, having having spent some time at the the, at the Royal Shakespeare Company, really in technical rehearsals, watching some fantastic actors, directors, mm -hmm. bringing shows together, and it was what I loved. You know, I was the only person that you know they'd go off on a break, and I'd still be sat in the auditorium, <laughs> listening to the guys setting up the lights and and you know oh, yeah. checking out the sound and things like that you know I, I was lucky enough to dress Judy Dench and wow. just other other fantastic actors like that so to just be in a space with those people um I I I, I thought no I can do this I can I can do what they're doing they're brilliant yeah. obviously but I'm just I'm just as good um oh. and so I went off to drama school and and um and then once I came out of drama school, I went to uh, Edinburgh Fringe, which the Fringe festivals here are a bit like your off, off, off Broadway kind of show where, you know, you, Edinburgh Fringe is a big, but in London, the Fringe Theatre is really places above pubs, you know, rooms above pubs and things. And I worked with friends that I'd met at drama school and we worked with playwrights that had, were, were writing new plays. And that's what I loved to do was to get hold of those characters that nobody else had had done before, you know, so wow. to really sort of look into to who they were and what motivated them and why the playwright had sort of written the words in the way that they'd written them. But you don't get paid for fringe. Um, <laughs> And so I ended up 
teaching, going into youth theatres and teaching workshops, workshops in acting for kids and then eventually for adults. And that kind of just that took over. Once, once, you're, once you're working with kids, it's very difficult to drop everything and run off for an audition. You know, we'll go off and, and do three months touring or whatever. So plus I had family and, and a husband and a mortgage and <laughs> all of yeah. those things. Yeah. Um, so that's what I you know 20 odd years always being around theatre still making costumes I, I went into the costume side of things um still teaching and and doing that that thing and then once once I started working with adults I really found my groove because I, I could feel that uh adults were really benefiting from just the opportunity to play mm. so I was uh, teaching them and we were doing validation and making stuff up. And I was, because I thought, well, why can't I do with the adults what I do with the children? You know, right. there, there's no reason why I shouldn't enjoy it just as much. So that's that's what I did. And after two hours on a Friday morning, they'd leave saying that was like therapy. And I mm. thought, oh, <laughs> there's, there's something in this. And that's where the coaching side kind of came because I realised that actually what I was doing was not creating actors. That's not where my, that was not my purpose. Mm. And my purpose really was to work with those adults that needed confidence to be heard in a social situation, be heard in their office, colleagues around a dinner table, wherever, you know, wherever it was, was to really just sort of use everything that I'd learned as an actor because the training, as you know, the training is so diverse um, yes. that actually there's a little bit of every part of actors' training that is beneficial to us all, whether it's the breathing, the voice work, the pitch, the tone, how you communicate, how you hold yourself, status, all of those things. So so that's really what I use now to, to coach with people to really get them performance ready really build their confidence around to whoever the audience is whether it's one person whether it's a thousand people wow I love that and it feels like you've really found something that is meant for you because I mean you are just so passionate you've always loved it from the beginning but I know how it feels to really love working with adults as well and see them grow and see them see how capable they are and you yeah. know really feel what they have to say is something important so now that you've sort of transitioned, what is your life like now? You have this podcast, you're coaching, you know, what is what is life like now? I love it. Um, it's great. Life is great. Um, I yeah, it's from from every day, every morning I wake up, I look forward to engaging with social media, making content, you know, looking back at the podcast, talking to some amazing people, not just for the podcast, but for the, the networks that I've become part of, you know, just in the process of doing this and building this business over the last 18 months. I mean, I literally came into lockdown as a facilitator, as a workshop leader, as an acting voice coach. Mm -hmm. And in lockdown have rebranded and come out the other side as a as a 
you know, as a as a coach really and working with people on this. So it's it's a completely different, although it's the same, it's completely different. Yeah. And so I'm now I'm now talking to people in networking spaces. Uh, everything's gone online, which I never worked online before lockdown. Whereas now, you know, I'm I'm quite regularly in the States. You know, I can be in Melbourne, Australia in the morning and in New York in the afternoon. I love it. You know, it's just what's not to like. Uh, so, yeah, it's been really, really enjoyable to get to know people all over the world and really sort of be part of communities now that are creating content. Because as you said in the introduction, creativity is a big part of who I am and what I like to, to talk about because I think people dismiss their own creativity because they were told like I was told by my career teacher at some point early on that they weren't creative because they couldn't draw or they couldn't paint or whatever they couldn't play an instrument whereas you know it's it's innate in all of us we are all creative yes and what would you say to someone who you know wants to go out there on their own they want to follow their purpose and perhaps create their own business uh, maybe share their message, but maybe they have those careers people in their ears as well, or they're, you know, trying to decide what the best route is for them. What would you say to those people? Follow your follow your heart. I mean, and that's that's a very sort of uh, not flippant, but it's a, it seems it sounds very easy. You know, whatever that passion is, follow your heart. Don't be put off. But I understand in the way there are expectations, there are bills to pay, but. I now believe, having spoken to so many people over the last couple of years about their creativity and what it is that they do and how to be the success that they are, including yourself, is that that somehow in adulthood, we that, that thing that, that was a thrill back when we were eight or nine years old, seek back in, you know, no matter what career path we take, we it, it comes and finds us again in the end and so don't be put off there are lots and you know every day is a school day you're going to learn something new every single day of your life and make sure that you do you know chase chase those learning experiences everything you know the the failures the ups the downs they're all part of of what makes us and what shapes us and so when you do come back to what it is that you love and, and that passion then every every experience you've picked up along the way is is for a reason is, is for a purpose i love that now that's absolutely true and have you seen any wonderful success stories throughout this time? Any, you know, fun moments that you'd like to share that you saw someone, you know, grow to a new uh, level or anything like that? I I have one lady that I, I kind of use as a, as an example, uh, bless her. She was a, a case study in my, in my website uh, in the last incarnation. And I remember her coming to me, actually, you know, it's sort of, you know, early middle age, she's sort of knocking 50, I think, at that point. And she'd obviously been through her whole life not really ever being able to be herself somehow. And she came into the room, and I'd never met her before. And, and it was a small, it was a find, finding your workshop. Some people were there, was was just to build their confidence around speaking. And there were only about five of them, and they were sat around in a circle as, as I start all my sessions. You know, we sit around and why are we here? Who are we? You know, brief. And she was the last one round in the circle. And I got round to her and she opened her mouth to speak and she cried. Oh. 
I, you know, I just, I, f I really felt for her and obviously we were all there to support her and it was an incredibly supportive group. And at the end of the sort of the two sessions that we did, which was sort of like a six hour session, they'd, you know, they'd, they'd really bonded, all ladies really bonded as a group anyway. So they were all very supportive of her. So she, she naturally came out at the end of that, that course with that much more confidence. She then joined my and she'd never done any acting before but she then joined my my weekly acting class wow um and loved it so she was then improvising she was on her feet improvising after a, a year or so of, of doing that she then went off and did some auditions she joined uh didn't she's now a professional actor <laughs> wow. which having said I don't create little actor you know I it's not my thing uh it it actually, it's, it was lovely to see her do that because it was something that had obviously always been in her, she, something mm -hmm. she'd always wanted to do. And so just by stepping outside of her comfort zone, by walking into that room that first day and just opening her mouth and, and making that, that first initial step, she's now gone on to, you know, she doesn't act full time. She's a fantastic, fantastic transformation coach, mm -hmm. but she's, you know, she, she's, she's given me so many testimonials because she it, she feels like it's it changed her life oh. you know she's now able to speak confidently to her clients and to the people that she works with she makes youtube videos and you know so so just from that that initial meeting you know that just to see her transform as is what she does for other people it's you know it's now yeah. it's uh, because of that her own transformation really i love that and have there been any challenges for you? Because we've talked about all of these wonderful things, but what about anything that came up for you during this whole process where maybe you hit up against a wall that you had to overcome? Um, I mean, the, the big the big change in my life for me was when I was 28, I was diagnosed with breast cancer, mm. which uh, when you're 28 is not what you expect. I mean, five mm. weeks before my wedding day oh, so as well. Sorry. That's okay. I have to say, I'd say now, you know, being like 30 years on, that actually it was for me a gift, really, because it put everything into perspective. It put my whole life into a different realm, really. I was able to, you know, when you're faced with your own mortality, suddenly you butt your ideas up. You know, yeah. you kind of go, okay, hold on a minute. This is, you know, this, this, it, in fact, it was at that point at the Royal Shakespeare Company with that having happened, you know, with the, with the operations, the radiotherapy, the chemotherapy to come out the other side and go, life's too short. I'm off to drama school. Away I go, you know, Good and, and that, and that was, that was it for me. That was, that was a big catalyst for me to do that. And now again, it's something that I use in my coaching because I find that when when you are able and I I can say this now because it took me eight years after that diagnosis and having been to the drama school and, and done all of those things it still took me eight years to uh, stop labeling myself as a victim mm. and once I did that it took count I had to go to see I went to see a counselor and yeah. just through the process of talking it through I kind of went oh okay so 
this is not this is not stuff that's happening to me you know this is I'm not completely out of control here which is what it obviously felt like at the time right but I now talk to people about owning their stories is is mm. you know all of those experiences those traumas that we all go through in in one form or another it doesn't you know, it can be it can be sort of many faceted the, the, the ways that people have to deal with change in their life or things that are, are are sent to try us kind of thing um if you can really take ownership of those and realize that they are experiences that you can learn from and that you can you can use to benefit other people um that's that's really what i like you know that that's that's one way that i help with my coaching i think is because i i look back at those stories because if somebody wants to step on a stage or if they've got an audience that they need to speak to you know it could be a customer it could be a client right. or it, you know it could be a stage then once they've owned their own story once they know who they are and what has made them the person that they are then actually all the physicalities of the voice and all of those real sort of nerves kind of dissipate mm -hmm. because they have a confidence because they can't be caught out they can't go wrong they're not going to be judged because it's their story you know yeah. if they own it you know Absolutely. so that's yeah that that's that was a the catalyst in my life really wow thank you for sharing that and it really is so different to think about life if you think you're not going to have it anymore right all of us we like to take for granted and then it's easy to complain about things and you know maybe try and be more practical about things that always comes up for people if times are challenging but it's really important to remember that our time is not a given and we don't know how long we have. And, you know, would you like to spend these years, you know, wishing you were doing something or actually doing it? So I yeah, think that's just absolutely. a wonderful reminder for people that no matter how healthy you are to truly make the most out of life right now. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. And is there anything that you're excited for in the future? Anything you're looking forward to with your business or with the work that you're doing? Everything. I'm, I'm excited. Yes. I'm, I'm just excited. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to stepping on some stages myself, actually. Yes. Um, I've, uh, I'm looking into doing a TEDx talk, Fair um, nice. which will be around owning your story. It's that that's going to be the talk. So, so yeah, I'm really excited about that. I'm excited by the, all of the, the fantastic networks and people that I'm meeting in the States. So I'm really looking forward to maybe at some point next year coming over, uh, flying over and, and meeting you all in, in real life. That would be lovely. Um, yeah, and I'm just really looking forward to writing the book, doing the courses, doing, you know, working with people. And yeah, just see where it takes me from here. You know, the the lockdown and the, and the pandemic was a life changer for for so many people for so many different reasons you know good yes. and bad um but yeah i'm 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 excited to be on the other side of it as i'm sure most people are but actually i think we'll look back in a few years time and think actually there was there was quite a lot of innovation and different things that came out of of that sort of two years that that we should you know we we're all in a in a more exciting place i think definitely it was almost like 
everyone coming up in contact with their own mortality, you know, being forced to, in a way, to rethink yeah. their lives. So yeah. it was sort of a forced um, reshaping of the yeah. world, I think. Yeah, yeah. I am um, actually in in 2020, in, the, in that summer, I don't know how it was for you guys over there, but in that summer, we had about four weeks where they let us out <laughs> and we suddenly could go back into places. Wow. And I went back into, um, with my drama class, uh -huh. um, and we looked into past pandemics wow. and we did a, we did like a four week summer course thing where we, where we devised a piece, but we looked into like the plagues, well, the, the Spanish flu in the early 20th century. Yes. When you look at the photographs, when you look at the people back then, there might be old black and white photographs, but it's the same. The signage is the same. Stay at home. People wearing masks. It was exactly this. It, you know, we've we've kind of been here before. And then when you look back at 1666, Isaac Newton mm -hmm. was sent home from Cambridge University because of an outbreak of the plague. And he was at home. Uh, I don't know. He called it his year of wonder because wow. he couldn't go anywhere or do anything. But he came up with calculus and, you know, all those sort of things. Shakespeare went into lockdown. All of the theatres went into lockdown. You know, for for that, they reckon there would there would have been no Renaissance if it wasn't for the plague, um, the Black Death, as wow. well. So, so yeah, you know, we've been here before. Wow. That is <laughs> yeah, so interesting. Yeah, no, it was really really interesting. So, oh my gosh, I think we should all view it as that. Now we get to have the Renaissance after this yes. COVID. You know, now we can create our own beautiful golden age from it. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wow. Well, yeah. there was something I wanted to ask you specifically as well. So there are people I know who've come to me and said, you know, I've wanted to be a coach for 10 years and they still haven't really taken those steps. But here you are 18 months into it and you're making progress and you're taking steps. What would you say to those people who've really been sort of holding back for a while um, as far as jumping into their coaching business? Yeah. Well, something I've learned certainly from from uh, from taking this route now is that actually what it takes to be a real good coach is is looking at people that are where you were. And so you can help people because you've been there yourself. Mm -hmm. and, and I think, you know, for a lot of coaches, that's exactly why they're coaching right. is because they have that knowledge and they want to help people. They don't want people to go through maybe some of the struggles they went through. So they're there to help them. So right. I think to realize that is quite a big step is that that's, that's the reason you're doing it. And that's a fantastic reason. Um, and then maybe look into some courses and, and just, because it, it, if you can do a course where somebody else is coaching you mm -hmm. and can give you some tips and techniques, which is what I did. I think it was the, again, the winter of 2020 into 2021. Mm -hmm. I took a three-month online coaching course because there was nothing else to do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really, really helpful. It just kind of gave me the confidence to think, well, actually, most of this stuff I'm already doing. Right. But it's just that kind of validation to, to realize that actually, you know, what you're doing is is the right way of doing it. So I would say to people, just look into it and take some baby steps. You know, we were we were encouraged in that in that um, coaching course to coach every day, mm -hmm. to start with family and friends and just ask people if you can coach them. You know, if you can yeah. just sort of spend half an hour talking through stuff and, you know, if you can coach every day 
for a certain amount of time and then obviously it just gives you that that little bit of confidence that's brilliant i love that and if someone's hearing this and they want to work with you or they want to meet you what's the best way for them to reach out to you well, my website is www.powertospeak.co.uk and that's a new website that's only been redone this last week. So I'm quite happy with it because it's nice and simple, nicely okay. simplified. Um, so yes, people can go and have a look at that. They can check out the podcast on the YouTube channel, which is Power to Speak, the podcast, or on their favorite podcast platform. Um, and the other way, but probably the best way is, is LinkedIn. I hang out there quite a lot. So come and find me on LinkedIn. And, and if you mentioned that you've heard me on this, I will, I will um, connect with you and be happy to speak to you. So That is so sweet. And is there anything else that you want to share with everyone today? No, I'm, no it's, it's been lovely, lovely to talk to you as always. Jackie, thank you so much for being here. It was such a pleasure as always. And I look forward to continuing our friendship moving forward. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. Thank you for listening to our show. If you liked it, please feel free to leave us a review and tell us what you thought and what you learned. Also, don't forget to get your own website template by going to the-webgoddess.com and use the promo code PURPOSE10 to get 10% off today.